Hi everyone, it's Mark, and this is Tube Tunes, Season 2. Yes, that's right, back after the summer. It's been a long time coming, but I am back, and the podcast is back, and I hope everybody enjoys it. I hope you had a good summer. I did. It was very busy. I did a lot of work. I did have a few trips planned, and I did spend a lot of time with my family, so I appreciate everybody's patience with letting me take that time off. I want to let you know uh, that this season is going to be a little bit different than last season. Uh, First of all, I'm not going to be using a script, and that may be painfully obvious to those who are listening right now. Uh, I'm also going to try and keep the number of themes and series that I talk about down to a minimum, just so that I can keep the episodes at an hour or less. I'm also going to be interjecting a few personal items uh, wherever I can, If I happen to know about the show or have a particular memory about a show or a theme or even a star from the show, then I will be imparting that in the episode too. I hope you enjoy this slightly different format. I'll do the best I can. Uh, This will also help me keep the editing to a minimum, I hope, which did take up a lot of time on last season's episodes. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to getting on with this season. So, without further ado, let's get on with Season 2, Episode 1, Go West, Old Man, Adult Westerns of the 1950s, Part 2. Head them up and move them out! Coming up next, Tube Tunes in Color. is brought to you in living color on NBC. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, you guys! Once upon a time in the project. What time is it? Let me get this straight. You want me to steal? And here he is, the one, the only. One out of twelve. One out of twelve possible. Four, five, nine suspects there now. Hello. I'm Mr. Ed. This is Jim Rockford. If it's only your name and message, I'll get back to you. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Mystery Science Theater 3000, show 424, real one. Oh, come on, son. All I need is a ride. What could possibly happen? Captain Video and his video racers. Welcome to Tube Tunes. early 1950s, if you wanted to enjoy a western drama on TV, you pretty much had to be a kid. The westerns of the day, such as The Lone Ranger, The Cisco Kid, Hopalong Cassidy, Annie Oakley, The Gene Autry Show, and The Roy Rogers Show, were all geared towards the younger set, 
often airing on afternoons or in pre-bedtime early evening slots. That all changed on September 10, 1955, when the most famous cowboy of them all, John Wayne, introduced TV audiences to a new concept in television drama, the adult western. That western, Gunsmoke, ran for 20 years and started an avalanche of adult western drama series, some of them still fondly remembered today, some of them long since forgotten. By the way, you can hear more about Gunsmoke and nine other early adult westerns in episode one of Tube Tunes, Go West, Old Man, Adult Westerns of the 1950s, Part 1. In this episode, Part 2, we'll explore another ten adult westerns of the late 1950s. We'll look at the show's stars, the series' histories, and fun facts about all of them. And, of course, we'll listen to their rousing theme tunes, some of them very familiar. There is a lot to cover in this episode entitled, Go West, Old Man, Adult Westerns of the 1950s, Part 2. I am Mark, and this is Tube Tunes, and let's get this herd moving out. Tales of Wells Fargo was an NBC Western that ran from March 18, 1957 until September 8, 1962. Uh, There were 200 episodes, 166 of them black and white 30-minute episodes. During the final season, it was 34 episodes in color, and it was 60 minutes long. The show ranked third for its first season and seventh for its second season. And it also got a rating of 7.9 out of 10 in IMDb. This long-running Western followed the adventures of a special agent for the Wells Fargo Company, Jim Hardy, whose left-handed gun helps him in his quest to find and subdue the bad guys. The show starred Western actor Dale Robertson. Uh, Robertson was born 1923, died in 2013 at the age of 89. He played Jim Hardy. He was a veteran movie and TV actor best known for Western roles, including this one. Plus, he was also in The Iron Horse in 1966, and he was the fourth and final host of the long-running Western anthology Death Valley Days. Also in the cast were William Demarest, who was born in 1892, and he died in 1983 at the age of 91. He played Jeb Gain. Uh, He was a veteran movie and TV character actor, and he's probably best known for playing the part of Uncle Charlie during the last seven seasons of My Three Sons. Also in the cast, Virginia Christine as Ovi, She lived from 1920 to 1996, and she died at the age of 76. She was a stage, screen, and TV voice actress, best known as Mrs. Olsen, in a long-running series of Folgers coffee commercials during the 1960s and 1970s. And finally in the cast was Jack Ging. He was born November 30, 1931. He's still with us today at the age of 84. He played Bo McLeod. He's an American actor whose long TV career included regular roles in The Man and the Challenge, McKenzie's Raiders, the 11th hour, and he made many guest appearances all the way into the 1980s. One interesting bit about Dale Robertson, he actually taught himself to shoot left-handed for this series, even though he was naturally a right-handed shooter. And the horse he rode on the show, Jubilee, was actually his own horse. The show had two themes during its long run. For seasons one through four, the theme was composed by Stanley J. Wilson, Wilson was born 1915 and died in 1970 at the age of 54. 
he's probably best remembered for co-composing the jingle for Review Universal Television Productions. Uh, he co-composed that with Juan Garcia Esquivel, and he scored tons of Western movies and TV episodes. During the final season of this series, Harry Warren composed the theme. You can hear more about him in the Life and Legends of Wyatt Earp segment of Episode 1 of Tube Tunes. I actually have no memories of Tales of Wells Fargo, but I do remember Dale Robertson because by the time I started watching television, probably in the mid to late 60s, I actually had seen episodes of Death Valley Days. They seemed to run every Saturday afternoon, and he was the host for the show at the time. We're going to listen now to the opening and closing theme composed by Stanley J. Wilson that was used for seasons 1 through 4 of Tales of Wells Fargo. Rifleman was an ABC Western that ran from September 30, 1958 until July 1, 1963. There were 168 half-hour black-and-white episodes produced. The show ranked 4th during its first season, 13th during its second season, 27th during its third season, and it tied for 27th during its fourth season. On IMDb, the show gets an 8.4 out of 10 rating, which is pretty high. The show was set in the 1870s and 1880s, it was very popular, and it followed the day-to-day life of a Union Civil War veteran and widower, Lucas McCain, as he raises his young son, Mark, on their ranch in the New Mexico Territory. The title actually refers to McCain's modified rapid-fire Winchester rifle that never leaves his side. The show starred Chuck Connors. Connors was born 1921, died 1992 at the age of 71. Uh, He's a very well-known actor. He was originally a Boston Celtic center, and later he played minor league baseball. And he did many series after this show ended, but this is the one that actually made him a star. He did series such as Arrest and Trial from 1963 to 64, Branded from 65 to 66, Cowboy in Africa from 67 to 68. He starred in the miniseries Roots in 1977, The Yellow Rose from 1983 to 84, He did many TV and movie roles afterwards, including Werewolf on TV from 87 to 88, and he was in the movie Airplane 2, the sequel. Also in the cast was Johnny Crawford. Johnny Crawford was born March 26, 1946. He's still with us today at the age of 70. Uh, Before this show, he actually was a regular on matinee theater from 56 to 58, but he's made sporadic appearances since then. And finally in the cast was Paul Fix as Micah Torrance. 
He was born 1901, died in 1983 at the age of 82. He's a well-known movie and TV character actor. Some fun facts about the show. There were 12 shots fired from McCain's Winchester rifle during the show's opening credits. And the gun is anachronistically an 1892 4440 Winchester modified for rapid fire with a lever instead of a trigger. And the reason it's anachronistic is because it didn't come out until 1892 and the show was set in the 1870s and 1880s. I do remember the Rifleman growing up. Uh, the reruns ran pretty much every afternoon when I got home from school and I could watch it in half an hour and pretty much enjoyed it. The one thing that bothered me, of course, was that there was a character named Mark on the show, and I may have mentioned before that sometimes that bothers me, strangely. I don't know why. But in any case, I did enjoy the show. It was easy to watch. And the thing I think I liked the best about the show was that there were only two continuing characters that I really had to keep track of. The theme for the show was composed by Herschel Burke Gilbert. Gilbert was born in 1918, died in 2003 at the age of 85. He was a prolific composer and orchestrator. He also did many series TV themes, including Dick Powell's Zane Grey Theater, The Detective starring Robert Taylor, Michael Shane, The Lawless Years, Wanted Dead or Alive for the second and third seasons, Stories of the Century, The Dick Powell Show, Four Star Playhouse, The DuPont Show with June Allison, The Westerner, Mrs. G Goes to College, Law of the Plainsman for later episodes, Target, The Corruptors, Man with a Camera, Burke's Law, which was later known as Amos Burke's Secret Agent, and he composed scores for over 3,000 episodes all the way up until 1966. He was also nominated for Oscars for The Thief score in 1952 and for the song The Moon is Blue in 1953, and he was nominated for an Oscar for musical direction in the 1954 movie Carmen Jones. We'll now listen to the opening and closing theme to the 1959 to 1960 episodes of The Rifleman, composed by Herschel Burke Gilbert. The Rifleman! Starring Chuck Connors. Now listen to the opening theme and the closing theme to The Rifleman from 1960 to 63, composed again by Herschel Burke Gilbert.
by Four Star. Lawman was an ABC Western that ran from October 5, 1958 until October 2, 1962. There were 156 black-and-white half-hour episodes made. The show ranked 15th during its second season and 26th during its third season. And on IMDb, the show gets an 8.1 out of 10 rating. This Western centered on Marshal Dan Troop in Laramie, Wyoming, along with his deputy Johnny McKay, as they maintain law and order from 1879 all the way into the 1880s. In season two, the character of Lily Merrill was added as a potential love interest for Dan. She owned the Birdcage Saloon in Laramie. The show starred John Russell as Marshal Dan Troop. Russell was born 1921, died in 1991 at the age of 70. He also starred as Tim Kelly in Soldiers of Fortune from 1955 to 57. He played William Dover in four episodes of It Takes a Thief during the 1960s. And he played the commander in Jason of Star Command in 1979. Also in the cast was Peter Brown as Deputy Johnny McKay. Brown was born in 1935, died March 21st of this year at the age of 80. He's also known as Chad Cooper in Laredo, which was another Western that ran from 65 to 67. He played Dr. Greg Peters in 10 episodes of Days of Our Lives from 72 to 78, and he appeared in other soap operas including Loving, Generations, Young and the Restless, and Bold and the Beautiful. Finally, in the cast, Peggy Castle as Lily Merrill was born 1927, died in 1973, only at the age of 45. This was her only regular role. She died seven years after her last TV appearance of cirrhosis of the liver brought on by alcoholism. Some fun facts about the show. Well, John Russell, who was 37 at the time, asked the makeup department to make him look older as his character would have needed to be old enough to show marshalling experience. And the character of Johnny McKay, who was the deputy, was ostensibly raised by two family friends, Uncle Jess, who was played by Edgar Buchanan, and Uncle Joe, played by Frank Ferguson. Interestingly, Edgar Buchanan would later play a character named Uncle Joe on Petticoat Junction for seven years. I really have no memory of this series whatsoever. Uh, The show did not rerun where I lived. Uh, It was long gone before I could remember watching television, so I have no memories at all of either Lawman or John Russell, although I do remember Peter Brown in Laredo, which was one of my favorite westerns during the 1960s. The series' theme music was written by Jerry Livingston, with lyrics written by Mac David. You can hear more about them in the Broncos segment of Episode 1 of Tube Tunes, Go West Old Man, Adult Westerns of the 1950s, Part 1. We'll now listen to the opening theme and the closing theme to Lawman, composed by Jerry Livingston and Mac David. Lawman. Starring John Russell as Marshal Dan Troop. And Peter Brown as Deputy Johnny McKay. Produced by Warner Brothers. Oh! 
from the entertainment capital of the world. Produced for television by Warner Brothers. After these messages, Tube Tunes will be right back. Marvel the Mustang's old host for real. Just saddle him up with spurs on your heel. No winding, no batteries. What must you? Marvel the Mustang, do we love you? Ride him in a roundup. Run him in a race. The winner by a nose. Marvel the Mustang. Do we love you? Get Marvel the Mustang by Marks. Hi, this is Siri. Do you like tons of shows in one fancy site? Well, now you got them. I've searched out zerbinator.wordpress.com, and I love it. It's the coolest thing since Google. Podcasts rock. And Zerb is so hot. He's cute too. So jump right into the best shows, on the internet, with Zerbinator Land Podcasting. You'll be glad you did. And for all you Apple freaks, yes, it's on iTunes too. And now, back to whatever you were searching for. You dirty, dirty little freak. Goodbye. Masterson ran on NBC from October 8, 1958 until September 21, 1961. There were 108 half-hour black-and-white episodes. IMDb gives this series a rating of 7.5 out of 10. This tongue-in-cheek western followed the fictionalized account of the life of real-life marshal and gambler Bat Masterson. He was a dandy who lived from 1853 until 1921. He preferred dressing in eastern clothing and he used his cane to get him out of scrapes rather than a gun. The show starred Gene Barry as Bat Masterson. Barry was born in 1919, died in 2009 at the age of 90. He would later star in TV series such as Burke's Law, which was also known as Amos Burke's Secret Agent later on. He starred in the show The Name of the Game, The Adventurer. He was in the movie in 1953 The War of the Worlds. And he did many other movies and live stage work throughout his career. Also in the cast was Allison Hayes as Ellie Winters in seven episodes of Bat Masterson. She was born in 1930, died in 1977 at the age of 46. She's best known as a B-movie actress 
and she starred in the 1958 movie Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. And in case you didn't know it, the name of Bat Masterson's horse was Stardust. I do remember watching this show quite a bit as a child. It did run every now and then in the afternoons. It was a fun show to watch because it was only half an hour, and it was lighthearted in nature, so I kind of enjoyed it. And of course, I remember Gene Barry primarily from The Name of the Game. The show's theme was composed by David Rose, credited as Haven's Ray during the show's closing credits. Rose was born in 1910, died in 1990 at the age of 80. He's a very famous British composer and orchestrator. He also wrote the tunes Holiday for Strings and The Stripper, which you've probably heard. He was Red Skelton's longtime musical director, and he wrote theme music for the TV series Highway Patrol and Sea Hunt under the name of Ray Llewellyn. He wrote themes for TV series such as Bonanza for season 12 and 13, The High Chaparral, Little House on the Prairie, Father Murphy, The Monroes, Dundee and the Culhane, Bracken's World, and Mr. Adams and Eve. He also got a nominee for an Oscar for the score for The Princess and the Pirate in 1944 and the song So in Love from Wonder Man in 1945. And he won Emmys for An Evening with Fred Astaire in 1958 and for the score of an episode of Bonanza in 1971, and a score for an episode of Little House on the Prairie in 1979. We'll now listen to the opening and closing theme music to Bat Masterson, composed by David Rose, with the closing theme performed by Bill Lee. was very young There lived a man named Masterson He wore a cane and derby hat They called him Bat Bat Masterson A man of steel, the stories say But women's eyes all glanced his way A gambler's game he always won his name was Bat, Bat Masterson. The trail that he blazed is still there. No one has come since to replace his name. And those with too ready a trigger forgot to figure on his lightning pain. Now in the legend of the West, one name stands out or all the rest. The man who had the fastest gun, his name was Bat, Bat Masterson. Rawhide aired on CBS from January 9, 1959 until January 4, 1966. There were 217 black-and-white hour-long episodes produced. The show ranked 28th during its first season, 18th during its second season, 6th place during its third season, 13th during its fourth season, and 22nd during its fifth season. The show has received an 8.1 out of 10 rating on IMDb. 
Set in the 1860s, this long-running western follows the day-to-day lives of a group of drovers of a cattle drive and the constant challenges they faced. In the cast were Eric Fleming as trail boss Gil Favor. Fleming was born in 1925, died in 1966 at only the age of 41. He had left the show in 1965 to retire to a ranch in Hawaii, and he was killed when he fell or dove from a canoe on the turbulent waters of the Hualaga River in Peru, where he was doing on-location filming for High Jungle, a two-part adventure series. His body was found three days later. Also in the cast of Rawhide were Clint Eastwood as Rowdy Yates. Eastwood was born May 31, 1930, still with us today at the age of 86. After Rawhide, he became a movie actor, and he starred in several famous movies, including The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Coogan's Bluff, A Fistful of Dollars, Kelly's Heroes, Where Eagles Dare, and countless others. He was later a movie director, and he won Oscars for directing Unforgiven in 1992 and Million Dollar Baby in 2002. And in 1995, he received the Irving Thalberg Award. Rounding out the cast was John Ireland, born 1914, died 1992 at the age of 78. He portrayed Jed Colby in 11 episodes of Rawhide. He was a veteran movie actor nominated for an Oscar as a reporter in All the King's Men in 1949. And he did countless movies and a TV series called The Cheaters. Really, the best thing I can remember about Rawhide, although I did see a few of the episodes, was the theme tune. The theme music was written by Russian-American composer Dmitry Tiomkin with lyrics by Ned Washington. Tiomkin was born in 1894, died in 1979 at the age of 85. He's a four-time Oscar winner for both the song and the score of High Noon. He also won an Oscar for the score of The High and the Mighty and The Old Man in the Sea. Ned Washington, born 1901, died 1976 at the age of 76, was an American lyricist who won two Oscars for songs When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio in 1940 and for the song High Noon, Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling, from the movie High Noon in 1952. The theme song was sung by Frankie Lane. Lane was born in 1913, died in 2007 at the age of 93. He was a pretty famous singer, and he sang the opening themes to the movies Gunfight at the OK Corral, 310 to Yuma, and even Blazing Saddles in 1975. We're now going to listen to the opening and closing theme music to Rawhide, composed by Dmitry Tiomkin, with lyrics by Ned Washington, and performed by Frankie Lane. Yeah! Yeah! Keep moving, 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 oh, they're disapproving, keep them doggies moving, Rawhide. Don't try to understand them, just rub them, throw them. Wishing my girl was by my side. Oh, 
Bonanza ran on NBC from September 12, 1959 until June 22, 1973. There were 430 color hour-long episodes produced. The show ranked 17th during its second season, shot up to number two for its third season, was tied for fourth for its fourth season, went back up to number two for its fifth season. For seasons six, seven, and eight, it shot up to number one. For season nine, it was tied for fourth. For season 10, it was in third place. Season 11, it was in third place. In season 12, it dropped to ninth place. And in season 13, it dropped to 20th place. For its 14th and final season, it fell out of the top 40. IMDb gives this series a rating of 7.3 out of 10. Set in the 1860s, this sprawling and immensely popular western followed the lives of the Cartwright family on their huge ranch, the Ponderosa, near Virginia City, Nevada. The family included Ben Cartwright, the widower patriarch of the family, along with his three sons, Adam, Eric, also known as Hoss, and Joseph, or Little Joe, all of them from different mothers. The series starred Lorne Green as Ben Cartwright. Green was born in 1915, died in 1987 at the age of 72. He later starred in the TV series Griff and Battlestar Galactica. Pernell Roberts portrayed Adam from 1959 until 1965 when he left the show. Roberts was born in 1928, died in 2010 at the age of 81. He also starred later on in the series Trapper John, M.D. Dan Blocker played Hoss. Blocker was born in 1928, died in 1972 during the series' 13th season. He died at the age of 43. Michael Landon played Little Joe. He was born in 1936, died in 1991 at the age of 54. He also starred in TV series Little House on the Prairie and Highway to Heaven. And before Bonanza, he was in the movie I Was a Teenage Werewolf. He holds the distinction for being second only to Lucille Ball in the number of TV Guide covers he appeared on. 22 of them, actually. Also rounding out the cast were David Canary as Candy Canaday. He started in 1965. Ray Teal as the sheriff. Victor Sen Young as Hop Singh. And Tim Matheson as Griff King. The show won several awards over the years, including two technical Emmys in 1965 and 1966. David Rose won an Emmy for his score for the episode The Love Child in 1971. One interesting fact about Bonanza is that next to Gunsmoke's 20-year run, Bonanza is second in longevity among American TV westerns with its 14-season run. It compiled a total of 430 episodes, all of them in color, compared to Gunsmoke's 635 episodes. I really don't remember watching this show much. It came on Sunday nights for most of its run, and Sunday nights was church night for me as the child of a minister. I probably have never actually seen a full episode in one sitting, but of course I do remember the theme song. The theme song was called Bonanza, and it was written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans. Evans wrote the lyrics that were never used for the theme. You can hear more about Jay Livingston in the Bronco segment of episode one of Tube Tunes, Go West, Old Man, Adult Westerns of the 1950s, Part 1. The theme was used from 1959 until 1970, 
when it was jettisoned in favor of a new theme written by David Rose called Ponderosa. You can hear more about David Rose in the Bat Masterson segment of this episode. The Ponderosa theme was jettisoned in 1972, and the original theme was brought back for the final season of the series. As for Ray Evans and Jay Livingston, they were a highly celebrated songwriting duo. Both of them won Oscars for the song Buttons and Bows from 1948's Pale Face. They also wrote the songs Mona Lisa, Silver Bells, Que Sera Sera, and the theme song to Mr. Ed. In addition, they wrote the song Dear Heart with Henry Mancini. The theme song for Bonanza hit number 19 on the charts in 1961 by Al Kaiola. We're now going to listen to the opening and closing theme music to Bonanza, composed by Ray Evans and Jay Livingston. This is the theme that was used from 1959 until 1970. Now listen to the opening and closing theme music to David Rose's Ponderosa theme, used from 1970 to 72 on Bonanza. messages, Tube Tunes will be right back. More Picani sauce. Let's use mine. Well, that isn't paste Picani sauce. What's the difference? 
paste is made from fresh vegetables and spices. By folks in San Antonio who know what picante sauce should taste like. Well, this stuff's made in New York City. New York City. Stranger, I hope you can be the full house. Pick up the original. Baba always said, life was like a bunch of podcasts. You never know what you're going to get. Those must be comfortable headphones. I bet you could listen all day with headphones like that and hear everything. I wish I had headphones like that. My ears hurt. Mom always said that you could tell a lot by a person by their headphones. What kind of show do you like? What have you been listening to? I've worn lots of headphones. I bet if I thought about it really hard, I could remember my first pair of headphones. Mama said they'd take me anywhere. Like Zerminator Land, where you could get plenty of shows. Why don't you go visit there? At www.serminator.wordpress.com You can also find him on iTunes. Because when he's sitting at home, Zerminator is recording. Go to Zerminator Land for all your podcasting needs. Enjoy! The deputy ran on NBC from September 12, 1959 until September 16, 1961. There were 76 black-and-white half-hour episodes produced. The show never cracked the top 40 on either of its seasons, and IMDb gives it a rating of 7.2 out of 10. Movie star Henry Fonda helmed this short-lived series as Chief Marshal Simon Fry of the Arizona Territory, and he was based in Silver City. Fonda narrated most of the episodes and appeared briefly at the beginning and end of most of the segments, and he appeared as the lead in 20 of the show's 76 episodes. Fonda, of course, is a celebrated American actor whose long career was capped by his first Oscar win for his very last movie, 1981's On Golden Pond, in which he starred with Katherine Hepburn and his daughter Jane for the first time. He starred in countless other movies, including The Grapes of Wrath, The Longest Day, Once Upon a Time in the West, Failsafe, and the Cheyenne Social Club. And he did one other TV series after this, The Smith Family, from 1971 to 72. His co-star was Alan Case as Deputy Clay McCord. Case was born in 1934, died in 1986 at the age of 51. He co-starred in The Legend of Jesse James TV series from 1965 to 66. Rounding out the cast were Reed Morgan, Wallace Ford, and Betty Lou Keim. An album of songs that were sung by the star Alan Case, entitled The Deputy Sings, was actually released in 1960. I have absolutely no memories of The Deputy until it reran on cable television probably 30 years later. Uh, of course, I do know who Henry Fonda was. He was one of my favorite actors. And it was indeed sad when his last movie was his only Oscar win. The theme music for The Deputy was composed by Jack Marshall. Marshall was born in 1921, died in 1973 at the age of 51. He also composed the theme music to the TV series The Investigators, 
The Debbie Reynolds Show, and The Munsters. And you can hear more about him in The Munsters segment in Episode 2 of Tube Tunes, A Wacky Week in 1965, Part 1. We're going to listen now to the 1959-1960 opening and closing theme music, To the Deputy, composed by Jack Marshall. Let's listen to the 1960-61 opening and closing theme music to The Deputy, composed by Jack Marshall. Laramie began on NBC on September 15, 1959, and ended on September 17, 1963. There were 124 hour-long episodes produced, 63 of them in black and white, and 61 of them in color. IMDb gives this series a 7.8 rating out of 10. This popular western set in Wyoming followed two brothers and a drifter who come together to run a stagecoach stop for the Great Central Overland Mail Company. The big cast included John Smith, as Slim Sherman. Smith, born 1931, died 1995 at the age of 63, earlier had done the western Cimarron City from 1958 to 59. He also did many guest roles throughout his career. Robert Fuller played Jess Harper. Fuller was born July 29, 1933, still alive today at age 83. He later went on to star in Wagon Train and is probably best known for the series Emergency where he played Dr. Kelly Brackett and he also did many guest roles throughout his career. Robert Crawford Jr. played Andy Sherman. Crawford was the brother of the Rifleman's Johnny Crawford. He was born May 13, 1944 and is still alive at age 72. Hoagie Carmichael played Jonesy. Carmichael was a composer, pianist, and actor. He composed the songs Stardust, 
Georgia On My Mind, The Nearness of You, Heart and Soul, and he also co-starred in the classic movie To Have and Have Not. He was born in 1899, died in 1981 at the age of 82. Spring Byington played Daisy Cooper. She was born in 1886, died in 1971 at the age of 84. She's best known for the TV series December Bride, and she was an Oscar nominee for the 1938 movie You Can't Take It With You. Stuart Randall played Sheriff Mort Corey. He did many guest roles, especially westerns. He was born in 1909 and died in 1988 at the age of 78. And rounding out the cast is Dennis Holmes, who played Mike Williams. He was born October 3, 1950, and is still alive today at age 65. I do remember Laramie quite well. I do remember that this show ran almost every afternoon on several stations where I lived throughout the 70s and 80s. And I usually watched it when I got home from school every day. And I do remember the cast very well. The series theme music was composed by Cyril J. Mockridge, British composer, born 1896, died 1979 at the age of 82. He also did the music for the movies Peyton Place, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, and Miracle on 34th Street. There were lyrics written for the theme by Bill Olufsen, but they were never used in the show. Now let's listen to the 1959-1960 opening theme, To Laramie, composed by Cyril Mockridge. We'll now listen to the 1960-63 opening theme music to Laramie, composed by Cyril Mockridge. these messages, Tube Tunes will be right back. A working day out here stretches from sunup to sundown, but there's always time for a Marlboro. Marlboro, the cigarette that gives you plenty of flavor, flavor rich and full. Try famous Marlboro Red or extra long Marlboro 100. You get a lot to like with a Marlboro filter, flavor, pack, or box. Come to where the flavor is. Come to Marlboro Country. 
Berg, where should I go if I'm interested in learning about Atari games? Atari 2600 games? Yeah. Well, you could check out my podcast, the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast. Is there a list somewhere where I can get all of the shows and I can figure out which show I want to hear first? Yes, there is. Uh, my friend Jose has made that very list that you're speaking of, and you can find that at 2600gamebygamepodcast.blogspot.com if you check in the link section. Okay. And, and would you be doing more of these shows? I'll be doing every one of these games for the 2600. So I'll be doing this and for another decade. <laughs> every single game? Every single game. I'll take it. How much do you want? I don't want anything. It's free. <gasps> Atari 2600 Game by Game Podcast. Also available on iTunes. Law of the Plainsman began on NBC on October 1st, 1959. It ended on September 22nd, 1960. There were 32 half-hour black-and-white episodes produced, 30 regular episodes, plus two pilot episodes that originally aired on The Rifleman in 1959. This unique series followed the working life of a Native American Apache who serves as a U.S. Marshal in the New Mexico Territory. Michael Ansara played Marshal Sam Buckhart. Ansara was born in 1922, died in 2013 at the age of 91. He starred as Cochise in the TV series Broken Arrow and later as Kane in Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. He was also a voice actor who played Mr. Freeze in the Batman animated series and all of its spin-offs. Also in the cast were Dayton Loomis as Marshal Andy Morrison, Nora Marlowe as Martha Comager, and Gina Gillespie as eight-year-old Tess Logan. Star Michael Ansara was married to Barbara Eden and had guest appearances on her show, I Dream of Jeannie. They were married from 1958 until 1974. I have absolutely no memory of this series. I've never seen an episode, but it does sound interesting with a stellar 8.9 rating on IMDb out of 10. The theme music was composed by Leonard Rosenman. Rosenman was born in 1924, died in 2008 at the age of 83. He had a long musical career as a composer. He composed the music for East of Eden, Rebel Without a Cause, Barry Lyndon, the animated version of The Lord of the Rings in 1978, the TV movie Sybil in 1976. He also wrote the theme music for the TV series The Defenders, Marcus Welby, MD, and Combat, and he won an Oscar for his musical score for Bound for Glory in 1977. We'll now listen to the opening and closing theme music to Law of the Plainsman, composed by Leonard Rosenman.
The Rebels started on ABC on October 4, 1959 and ended on September 17, 1961. There were 76 black-and-white half-hour episodes, and IMDb gives this series a rating of 8 out of 10. This well-remembered Western followed the adventures of a young Confederate Army veteran, Johnny Yuma, who roams the West, mostly in Texas, searching for inner peace, not unlike the character of Kwai Chang Kane in the series Kung Fu 12 years later. He keeps a written journal of his travels as he seeks to fight injustice with his revolver and his sawed-off shotgun. The only member of the cast was Nick Adams, who played Johnny Yuma. Adams was born in 1931 and died at the age of 36 in 1968 of a prescription drug overdose. Adams was the roommate of Dennis Hopper during the 1950s. He was also friends with Elvis Presley and James Dean, and Nick Adams co-created the series with Andrew J. Fennedy. This series was one of the few dramatic series from game show producers Mark Goodson and Bill Todman. I absolutely have no memory of this show. I've never seen an episode, so unfortunately, no personal notes on this one. The opening theme, The Ballad of Johnny Yuma, was composed by Richard Markowitz with lyrics by Andrew J. Fennedy. It was performed by Johnny Cash. Markowitz was born in 1926, died in 1994 at the age of 68. He would later go on to write the TV theme music for The Wild Wild West and Hondo. We'll now listen to the opening theme music of The Rebel, The Ballad of Johnny Yuma, composed by Richard Markowitz and Andrew J. Fennedy, and performed by Johnny Cash. We'll now listen to the closing theme, which is actually a track from the DeWolf Music Library. It's entitled Dodge City, and it was composed by Jack Tromby. partners, that's this episode's roundup of adult western TV themes of the 1950s. I hope you enjoyed riding on this wagon train. And don't you worry none, this was part two, but there will be a part three in a future episode of Tube Tunes, so just keep an eye out for it. In the meantime, join me for the next episode of Tube Tunes, entitled Cable Hits Part 1, where I will explore the theme music of some of the biggest pay cable TV hits of all time. Join me then, will you? Same bat time, same bat channel. I would first like to thank Zerbinator for his guidance and encouragement as I continue on this project. 
His podcasting expertise has been very valuable to me. I would urge all of my intrepid listeners to give any of his many podcasts a listen. They're a lot of fun. Just go to zerbinator.wordpress.com to find a list of his podcasts and to get started listening. Also, I can't forget to thank Zerbinator for composing the theme music that's heard at the beginning and end of Tube Tunes. It's a great theme, and you can find all of his other great music at zerbitron.bandcamp.com. Thanks, Burford. I also need to give thanks to the Free Music Archive, which provided the following music under the Creative Commons license. Autumn Sunset, Travel Light and Hoedown, all by Jason Shaw, and Blinded by Dust by Vladimir Estragon. Finally, I would also like to give heartfelt thanks to my beautiful wife, Lizzie. She has put up with me and with this strange podcasting thing with the patience of a saint, and I could never fully repay her. But I will definitely try. Nudge, nudge, snap, snap, grin, grin, wink, wink, say no more. TubeTunes is a proud member of the Throwback Network. You can listen to all of the great retro-themed podcasts on the network, including this one, by visiting throwbacknetwork.net. Episodes of TubeTunes can be found on iTunes and on Stitcher. Please take time to leave a review of TubeTunes. You can also listen to TubeTunes on your Roku device by going to the TuneIn app and typing TubeTunes in the search field. Also, be sure to check out the TubeTunes website at tubetunes.net. All of the episodes can be found there as well. You can also visit the TubeTunes blog page at tubetunespodcast.blogspot.com. TubeTunes can also be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash tubetunes and on Twitter at tubetunespod. Finally, you can send Mark an email and let him know what you think about any episode of TubeDunes. Just write to him, mark at tubedunes.net. Thank you. Support for TubeTunes is provided by a grant from the Telesearch Group and by listeners like you. Thank you. This is station WABC-TV New York, Channel 7. WNBC-TV Channel 4 in New York. On behalf of WNBC-TV, good night. Good morning.